Hello and welcome back to Stories RPG, the podcast where we tell stories better together. And very quickly, the Riftlings researchers roll call. Scriv! Hello, hello. I am Scriv the Bard, but here I am Dally, the smallest crocodillo, but my bite is mighty. <laughs> the smallest crocodillo. Who thinks he's a crocodillo? <laughs> I am. I am a crocodillo. There's no doubt about it. I'm just waiting for the first person who like can't compute your identity and they should know better. You get to be like, no, listen here, and it's going to be fun. All right, and then Dan. Hello, I am Dan. Um, I'm going to be uh, playing Drip, the the small gnome with a uh, a small swarm of bees in his hat. Small swarm, or is it like a large swarm in a small hat? Well, see, they're uh, they're kind of bumblebee esque, so they're pretty good size. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe twenty ish or so live inside the hat. It, it is admittedly a large hat, so they they've got room. That's that's a small. That is a small swarm. Twenty to thirty. They keep the air moving, so it keeps my head cool. It's very nice. Oh, nice, clever, lovely. And last but most definitely not least, classical Gliza. Hello, hello. I am Gliza. And today I will be playing uh, Mr. For the Human. And I am just, you know, my doctor told me I needed a hobby. And I said, you know, you need a hobby to keep your mind sharp, right? And I said, well, if that's what I need, I am going to learn all about, all about this rifflings that just appeared out of nowhere. And I'm just going <laughs> to learn every single thing about them. And I'm sure. That will keep my mind sharp. <laughs> I like I like my doctor said I need to hobby. Like it's a verb. You got a hobby, man. <laughs> you don't need a hobby. You got a hobby. Go do some hobbying. <laughs> Get it. All right. And you are entering the world of the Riftlings, a world that has been bereft of magic for thousands of years. But now with the return of these creatures, uh, it's all over the place. in the, the Millennium Tree. This is a massive tree at the center of Sanctuary where most of the researchers have lodging um, on the branches, occasionally in knot holes. It's massive. This tree is enormous. Um, apparently, Millennium Trees were once a species that was all over the place, but most are dead now and have, you know, some of their trunks are hollowed out. This is one of the few remaining live specimens. So you are all waking up. It is very early. Um, it's sort of pre-dawn and you can hear, you know, crashing and massive trumpets. We're awake. We're awake. Oh, turn it off. <laughs> and you know that, that there's a young rhino peed who's just been introduced to the herd and you're concerned as to what might have happened between this young rhino peed and the older male. What are y'all doing? Are we all in the same room? Uh, it's up to you. Do you all sleep in the same room or do you have your own lodgings? I mean, if you guys sleep in a pile, uh, I'm not judging. Dilly is pretty warm. Mm. At Are night. you like in the swamp biome? Do you just like, I don't sleep in the tree. Crocodillos don't sleep in trees. <laughs> I, I probably, we don't sleep in trees. That's right. So are you in the muck of the swamp biome? 
I probably have been convinced to join the researchers. It's okay. You're allowed to sleep where you want. <laughs> uh, with Dilly. But I, I like the idea of there being like a big old mm. knot in the roots of the tree. Like that forms like a nice little den. We probably sleep there. All right. So yeah, you're, you're waking up in your root hole. Um, Drip, where, where do you locate yourself when you sleep? Hmm. I, I think <laughs> I'm up in the trees. I, I have this very nice fork where uh, Jinx and I like to stay at night. Do you have like a little silken hammock that hangs down like a little weird oh, nest? Because I can oh, imagine they could do that for you with absolutely, the tailor Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful. Okay. And then that leaves me to ask, Mr. Four, where you and your, your octopoid friend, who can both change size and also phase through objects. So one of the more magical rifflings anybody's ever seen. I'm imagining his, oh, yeah, his species is very rare. Um, well, Mr. Four is in his bedroom like a you know because mr eight existed that i have a like a comfortable bed with the nice memory foam and stuff so that you know to make sure that memory i get foam. my full night of sleep you got a riffling who barfs out memory foam somewhere it's a, some sort of cocoon like need that spinal alignment because i'm i'm you know i'm i'm a grandpa and i'm not a young thing it is a normal bedroom of a normal human mm-hmm. and you know and it is one of the rooms and then you walk out and it's a branch. Got Pretty it. much. Yeah. Um, it's it's basically that. Like uh he wakes up and he's like, What a wonderful day to uh explore the world again. Now <laughs> that's, that sounds that sounds like the rhino piece. Well, I have to research them. But first, I would need to find my glasses. Now where where are my glasses? I cannot see without my glasses. Uh, you you start looking, and as you're looking, you walk out onto the branch, and this is what you two see. Uh, you're the first one to see it, Drip. You see you see something just yep. just In plummet pajamas. past you, and you're like, "Hey, what?" And, yeah, and it's, oh, they're flapping no. all around you, dressing gown, the pajamas, the slippers. About halfway down, you know, something manifests right on your head, pulls you up, and that's Mister Eight pulling you up. But you are now airborne in your pajamas. And that's the moment at which you clap your hands up to grab onto Mr. Eight and you're like, there are the glasses. Oh, there they are. You like shift the glasses and you're like, boom. And then set. I look at I look at um Grip and I go, Oh, good morning. Did you sleep well? <laughs> it's like right eye level. <laughs> He's like just poking his head out of the little silk nest. Oh, oh always. It's very nice here, isn't it? <laughs> These cries are getting more aggressive. You see a poof? of what looks like it's either sand or dust, and you hear a crashing noise over, and it looks like this is the part that's upsetting. You can see, you know, the biomes are kind of delineated by these mushrooms, so the myconodomes really do, like, make the edge really solid. And literally, this is a crash into the jungle. A big tree goes down. Uh, that's not where the rhinopedes are supposed to be. Oh, that that can't be good. Yeah, we should go check it out. I wonder why they move. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dilly, wake up. Um, is everybody running Mr. over there? Mr. Forrest l- walking, but he's floating on air and does not move. It's just sort of like, well, we should head over there. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you want to ride? Dilly looks at you and goes... Which is roughly... Oh, Dilly, you're a big softie. You can't fool me. <laughs> which is roughly... They're heavy. 
<laughs> like, um, so anybody who wants to can ride on the crocodillo, but uh, if everyone's mobile, this is the problem. It's been your job to take care of these biomes, and you just introduced the rhinopede, the Oops. young rhinopede, yesterday because Grim Brim brought him in after a mission out. That's it's the first time a lot of you have met Grim Brim, so you're you're a little bit like. Sort of, uh, you know, a little like, well, you know, it, it seemed okay. You know, the biome was good. Clearly, it's not okay. Whatever's happening over there, things are going wrong. And it's been your job to make sure these things don't we go wrong. We messed something up. We got to go fix it. I'll definitely take you up on the ride. Mr. 8, we need to go. Okay. Just move. <laughs> Mr. 8 gets bigger. And what you guys see is the this sort of ballooning effect of the, the octopus that's wrapped around this old man's head. And it swells up hugely, more lift. And he starts drifting along like some sort of weird balloon with, you know, with- Reminds me of a jellyfish. Yeah, with the uh, with the little body dangling below. <laughs> Mr. Four continues to walk because <laughs> my doctor said walking is important. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, of course. So when you get close, you can see this from up top, um, Mr. Four. You can spot below, there's a huge, it looks like a some sort of like rocky orb that is at the corner of the jungle enclosure. And uh, you can see there's another, like there's another incredible bellow and then something rolls and slams and another tree goes in. Um, Grim Brim is hovering above uh, and sort of sees you coming. And she looks over as, as all of you catch up and she goes, took you long enough? Look at what he's done. Oh, he's not a good boy at all. He's just getting used to it. He's He can be a good boy. He's made himself a nest. She points down and she goes, and that means he's claiming this is territory. I don't know how long we've got, but it's not going to be long before either he dies of some sort of skin condition, because this is not the right environment, or, and she points down at the, the swamp, she goes, all of these beasties get moved. She's like, do you know the mating area around a general rhinopede nest? Uh, it's Miles! Oh, Miles! <laughs> Sorry. She shouts down at the rest of you. She goes, we've got to get him back in there. And we've got to convince him somehow he doesn't have to brawl with Grandpa. And she points back at the older rhinopede. And you I'm look up grandpa. when she says Grandpa. She goes, well, I am a grandpa. Not you. But I'm not somebody's. <laughs> Well, they, they call I am the, somebody's grandpa. Well, they call whatever. the big uh, <laughs> She She kind of rolls her eyes. And she goes, new recruits. I swear I don't know where Denizen finds them. She swoops down and uh, you can see she's kind of like doing a little circuit around the top. And the rhinopede kind of like unrolls. You realize this thing is massive. It's easily the size of uh, it's the size of a car, maybe like a like a good station wagon size interlocking plates of stony armor, a giant horn coming out in the front, and countless tiny legs underneath. And as you're watching, it kind of like, it kind of blindly moves its head about, and then it trumpets again. And it curls into a ball, and it starts to roll. And it, it starts, it rolls as fast as it can towards where Grim Brim is hovering, and slams into a tree near where she's sort of uh, defending the territory and also maybe establishing it. Mm. There's uh, so there's muck all over this thing. This is the saddest part. This is a desert creature. It's currently oh, covered no. with the muck of like tearing the jungle up. 
And you can see a bunch of different creatures have fled the area. Um, and as you guys are watching, you're, you're, you can see that he's, he looks uncomfortable and like angry. Um, this, this torn up area, it's supposed to be a big, smooth desert space around his rocky uh, nest. And this nest has been created. It's like a giant sphere with one hole open. How far away are we from the desert area? Uh, you guys, it's right on the edge of the desert area. This is the thing. Okay. Okay. So he wouldn't have traveled all that far. It's just a bit of spillover. Yes. But the myconodomes, okay. one of them is off kilter. These things are big. They're like trees. One of them has been knocked sideways. And it may mean that the biomes lose their security. What would everybody like to do? <laughs> and just, just to, you know, just to get things fired up. Let's, should we do a drama? In the first the episode? A drama clock? In the first episode. We don't like have to. Yeah, this feels yeah. like a drama clock thing, though. Drop us right in the middle of it. It feels it feels like a drama. It does feel like a, a big, it feel like a a big bellowing drama. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so the way a drama clock works, Gliza, is it just says there's a certain number of triumphs that you have to get within a certain number of moves. So there are three of you. Each of you get one move, but you must score... Three triumphs. I'm not going to go mean yet. I'm not going to step it up to like a four triumph thing or a five triumph. Because technically with your specials, you can use that to get a double triumph. So there's a there's a way I can push it if I need to. But I feel like, you know, first scene out the gate, I'm not going to I'm not going to force you into uh, drama, drama, drama. Just drama once, not drama three. <laughs> Is everybody ready? Yes. Yes. I don't think we have a choice. Yep. We don't have a choice. There's no yes or no answer because things are rolling without us. <laughs> I will say this. I want to make this clear. You always have a choice. And please, okay. anytime okay. you want, feel free to say, no, I don't want to drama clock right now. Let's just fudge about and roll some dice. As always, this is a completely collaborative story, which means nothing I say stands. I'm giving you ideas. I'm giving you drama that you may choose if you wish but I am not going to force you into that drama. Gotcha. That is not how, how we do. But if this is an exciting scene you would like to interact with, Absolutely. by all means, feel free to drama clock it with me. I would love what to drama clock feeling? it with okay. you. Let's do it. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Are you okay? okay? Are you okay? Yes. Sarah? That was a lot of okay. I have not had my breakfast yet. Oh, no. But okay. if there is a challenge to a territorial dispute... Ah, because, you know, crocodiles can roll pretty quickly, too. They can roll up into their impenetrable armored boulder balls. And I'm thinking... Oh, they, they can do balls, too. Do you want to smash? Do you, are they're, you gonna... they're crocodillos. Okay, is this going to be a crocodile versus Like, <laughs> this is a ball brawl. With Mr. This Four is... in the middle, just oblivious <laughs> to the danger that's happening. It's great. No, you've swollen. I'm sorry. Mr. Eight is swollen even bigger, lifting you even higher. Does not want We're not going to fight because I think the rhinopedes... This one already rivals the size of full-grown crocodilo, and neither Dilly nor I are full-grown yet. So what I'm what I'm considering is distraction. Say, hey, look at me! I'm on your turf. Come get me! Okay, where are you going to try to bait him into rolling? I want to get him back in the desert in the desert biome. Could we get it to bounce off of the myconodome first and get it straightened back up? Give it a good solid hit from the other side as you go to the desert. Ooh, a little <laughs> a little bait and switch. Mm. We could do that. I think we could do a little that. Fix and fix. Yeah. <laughs> fix and fix. All right. So, you, so wait. Let me get this straight. Dilly's gonna roll up, 
And Dally's going to try to get Dilly to essentially present a rhinopede threat, right? Like, here I am. I'm on your territory. Come get me. And are you going to try to bait him in front of the, the mushroom or are you going to try to bait him into the body? If we need to call? try to get the mushroom back in place first, that'll be a little bit more complicated to do that. I don't know if we can do both. You're not sure exactly how myconodomes work, you know, in terms of their fungal structures. You have no idea. But hey, it might make sense to you at a very intuitive level. You might just be like, yeah, look, it's crooked. Let me straighten it up. Hold on. Like, Physics I don't is know. not my that, strong that point. That might make perfect sense to you. My first instinct is pose a challenge, showdown. Do it. Get them out of there. And then we can figure out what to do with the nest later. Hold on. There's a couple ways you could take this. You could. Yes. One. You could attempt to like uh-huh. scare him off or you could just attempt to get him to be angry at you and chase So here's you. the thing, because I also don't want Dilly to be long in a danger zone situation. Mm. I cannot roll like Dilly, but mm. if I can mm-hmm. ride like, you know, balancing on the ball as it's going and then launch myself onto the back of the rhinopede when the charge is happening, I can still from there because I, I got claws, okay. right? Right? I can't roll. I don't have armor, okay. but I got You're my hang on. claws. And I can cause more distraction and like okay. kind of scamper around on top, hopefully long enough to stall and keep them in the sand biome. Tell me, tell me which lines are going to help you do okay. what you want to do. Okay. Beast mode for sure. Because I've got to scamper and launch myself. Yeah, you're going to be launching yourself through the air onto the back of an enormous riftling. Yes. Just the best way to start the day. I like this. It's epic. Uh, My drive, I am a thrill seeker. I like finding new things to explore. So the thrill seeker bit is definitely there. Slash terrifying. I don't think before my act. That's your downfall? Well, that was kind of a downfall, but I can use it. I don't think before I act. I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, territorialism. I know how to trigger this. <laughs> this is key. Downfalls are always a good thing. They always help you dice wise because remember a good story is boring. If it's about a mm-hmm. perfect person, people who don't have downfalls are boring and you got to accept all the pieces of yourself. Sometimes whatever you think is your downfall will come in handy. Mm-hmm. So don't judge yourself like that. So love this. Is my limit is my limit three. Your limit is three. Let's see how you do Okay, this. let's do it. <sighs> Please. Boom. That's a five. That's a five. That's all right. I'll take it. Triumph with the trouble. It's You'll take it. first thing in the morning. You're not going to raise it with your beast moves? You don't want to You don't want to spend your special on this? Not yet. Okay. Okay. That's that's fair. You're going to keep it in reserve. Uh, you want to narrate exactly how this goes down with you and, you and Dally? Because I'm down. I can do it if you want to, but I'm down to hear you say it. Let's go. So D- Dilly and I have done this before. Not with a rhinopede, but we have... Roll, 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 launched. Ah, this is a move. Before. This is this is a move that we know how to do. Okay. So Dally, Dally wraps up in his armored form and he starts to like rotate and you're doing the like circus ball like. So you are you are on yes. top. The rhinopede sense sense you and yeah. like turns. I'm barren my teeth. See, it's got it's got multiple reddish eyes, but you know that they're very dim. They don't they don't really see very much out of them. It's more of a motion sensor. And it, it senses the motion and it catches the scent. And there's a deep bellow. And then the thing rolls up and there's a huge storm of dust as it flings itself. Are you at the edge of the desert biome yes. here? We're at the edge of the desert biome, so still within what the rhinopede is marking as or claiming as territory, but I'm hoping Mm -hmm. the momentum of that launch will be enough 
Dilly will roll out of the way right at last minute, and I, trying to mimic the bellow, am going to launch myself onto the back of the rhinopede, or at its face, whatever's okay, easiest. you do! You successfully... Well, it's rolling. So this is the problem, is you're going to end up having to that. launch, and then That's do fine. the same. Like, your little legs are going to have to go a million you miles. Skip leg day. So you launch, you land. Here's the problem, ready? You do go under once. You grab hold and you get rolled under once. And that's the trouble. You're gonna lose a heart on this if that's it's okay fine. with that's you. That's fine. Yeah. Are you fine. down? Okay. I like the idea of when I'm when I'm launching myself, I'm trying to do the bellow. I cling on, I go under, and when I come back out the other side, I'm still trying to bellow <laughs> and yell at it. <laughs> it's really high pitched. That's the funny part. And like you see, you see Dally go under and come up again and then like catch, catch his feet and start like, you know, basically running in place. Um, This is the other problem. You've gone past the Myconodome and straight into the desert biome. Mission accomplished. And the minute you do, all of you hear a second bellow. The second bellow is louder than the first. (laughs) And over the, the, the hill, there's a there's a dune. You see this massive rhinopede oh, roll no. up and begin to spin in place. You you just you just Whoa. woke up grandpa, and grandpa is oh, not I happy. about the big one. All of you see this, and Grimbrim immediately swoops down and starts yelling. She's like, What are you thinking? He's oh, back in like, the desert. Like, <laughs> swoops back, swoops past you, uh, holding on <laughs> to her brimmer. For dear life, uh, the brimmer, by the way, changes mm. color as it moves into the desert environment. It goes dark, dark. Uh, it goes goes from dark black to white, um, reflective, and uh, immediately starts doing a little circle around Grandpa. And you can hear you can hear Grimbrim singing uh, some kind of like soothing melody under her breath, um, but it's not having any effect. This is mating season, and there these are two males in full. Uh, this is my territory garbage mode. Um, Trip. And also, Mr. Four, do you want to get involved somehow? You've got one out of the three triumphs um, you need. Well, I will t- I will convince Mr. Eight to drop me on top of oh, Grandpa. Lovely. I love what? it. Yes. Okay, great. How, how are you going to convince him to do this? I feel like Mr. Eight, this is the last thing Mr. Eight would, would let you do. I would be looking at Mr. Eight and I would be like petting him on the, you know, whatever and be like, all right, Mr. Eight. This is the job that we're supposed to do. And you know me and grandpa. Mm-hmm. I can talk to Mr. Grandpa down there. We we have established relationship <laughs> because I've been working with him this for is true. a while. You've been in the desert You biome. can trust me with him. And just like, if you don't want to drop me, you can slowly <laughs> put me down there and I can just talk to it calmly. Because you get I a- know. Oh, no. It doesn't sound like a blue. Which roughly feeling? I I know, but I wanted more of a glue because oh, he seems so you know liquidy. That's fine. Okay, That's great. Okay, thank you. I just want to check in. Is want to respect everybody's creations. Um, you get the feeling of like, uh, like why this and why not? you get just this like no, this is a terrible idea. Um, the one thing you do know is, Mister Eight does care about other rifflings and doesn't like seeing them suffer. So that's the, that's the undertone you also feel where you're like, okay, but you could help him out. So tell me what you got. Like, are you going to get dropped there first 
and then make your move, or is this part of the move? Because you could get dropped and then make. Basically, the move. That's my fine. my my move is to get dropped on top of mm-hmm. Grandpa's head and just sort of like hug him and be and and be like <sighs> talking to calm him down. That is my move. That's the most. I, that's my most Grandpa okay. move. Okay. And be like, what are you doing? You right. you are you you as a friend. We are buddies. You need to calm down. Okay, that grandpa face. Give me the lines that are going to help you do this. I'm going to do my trait and my downfall, mm-hmm, which uh, is my trait is people trust my grandpa face. So I'm going to be sure sh- he, he, we're both grandpas. He's going to trust me. You know, we're great. Grandpa, grandpa, grandpa. recognize grandpa. Exactly. Uh, downfall. Uh, <laughs> I have no care for my well-being because I want to be dropped on top of. Oh, him. gosh. Yes. No, um, this is it's dangerous. not the yes. safest thing in the world. Um, let's Technically, see. Mr. 8 is dropping you off. So Mr. 8's ability to fly and float through. So I'm actually going to use Bond because even though he's going to drop me, he wants to to make sure that I don't get too injured. Mm. So even though like, you know, mm, um, okay. he's going to drop me, it's going to be carefully. He's, it's a careful drop. It's He's going to set you gently down. All right. Drum roll, please. Come on, Grandpa Powers. Okay. All right. All right. I got it. Okay. So that's a full triumph. So you land, and literally you can see Grimbrim just being like, like, this, this fool. And you, you splay yeah. out on him. He's warm. You know, the sun hasn't come up yet, but they, they burrow at night. Um, he smells kind of musty. And what do you whisper to him sweetly that's going to get him to calm the heck down? Well, it's not sweet. It's going to be... <laughs> Okay. It's gonna be uh, an old guy to another oh, old okay. guy. And I'm like, Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> what are you doing? You need to relax. We need. We're <laughs> we're not young ones anymore. What are you fighting for? This is this this is just a young one, you know, trying to express his emotions. You're better than this old man. <laughs> And then I just tap him on the forehead. <laughs> Straighten up and Straight act up. right. Be, be it's just better. big feelings. Show <laughs> okay. a better example. <laughs> oh, I love it. So there's this moment where all of you are just kind of like your breath catches. You're like, you see him drop. And, and you know, you're like all most of you are further away. And you're like, oh, oh. And like everybody's like, Ooh. and you hear him yelling. You hear all this. And like, meanwhile, above him. Mr. Mr. 8 is pulsing in the air and like kind of growing bigger. And you can see he's like ready to scoop him back up mm-hmm. with tentacles the minute anything goes down. And you see Grandpa uncurl slowly and then kind of and shake. And there's like a little cloud of dust. And then he turns around and he starts making his way back. And that's when... The young punk starts speeding up and r- goes at ramming speed, tearing across the dunes after him. No! Um, like you know, when the big male turns tail and runs, that's that means you you get to win now, right? Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> you got grandpa. It's the punk you got to worry about now. You said that they um, <laughs> they do have some movement base sight, but they also rely on smell. Yes, correct. Yes, you know they're testing this how much of their senses rely on tremors versus scent versus uh, these, these eyes are large, but they're very limited. It's sort of like a light shadow thing movement. Uh, So one of Mm. the, uh, 
One of the interesting things about the silk that tailor bees make is that it smells very nice, depending on what they've been harvesting oh. from. And I'm wondering if perhaps um, Jinx could make something of a, a, a little bit of a blindfold face mask sort of thing. It's it's light. It's very breathable. And I'm just thinking we could confuse the young one's senses so it it's not able to go after grandpa. Right no now. more big male pheromones, only like sweet smelling right. flowers. What am I doing in a yeah, field yeah. right now? Citrus Why lavender I, kind yeah. of thing. Lavender, very relaxing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I will remind you, you could see Dally, who is like, the tiny little legs are going a mile a minute as this giant rotating ball goes storming off. By the way, Dilly has now like is now scared and kind of like is has rolled up and is rolling into the enclosure after the Dilly's the very protective of, of course. Me. I mean, you you're squishy for a crocodilo. You there's no excuse for how squishy you are. My armor just hasn't come in yet. Dilly, okay, you're the longest lasting <laughs> pupil phase ever. <laughs> You, you can definitely, how do you want to do this? Are you going to like, because you're not a flyer. You're a, no. you're a plotter, aren't I, you? Well, I'm, I am certainly on the ground, but I'm thinking this might be a, a combination effort. Um, if I could get okay. a little assist. Tell me how it goes. Well, let's do I, it. I'm thinking could, if, if Dally is game, perhaps, is there something about rhinopedes? You know, you're on the rhinopede. Can you do like a, a lift of the plates or something to get it to briefly unroll? Pressure Ooh, points. I right? like it. This is very, it's very there, dune. Also, yes. sandworm. Um, I can, I can yeah. do some pressure points. Excellent. Um, okay. And then we'll combine that with uh, asking Jinx uh, to, to go uh, give it a blindfold. And uh, that joint moment I'm thinking could take advantage of that uh, tactician ability I've Beautiful. picked up. Okay. Okay. So this is a tactical move. That's yep. one. I, I buy it. It's using, it's using the, the silk. silk. So that's the ability. That's the ability. That's two. What else you got? And let's see. I have a trait that is an impressive eye for detail. Is that perhaps coming into play with respect to asking for the the plate lift or, or something like that? Are you like going to shout like "Get it, get it right there" kind of a yes. thing? Point me in the right direction. Now, do it now, <laughs> right there. Okay, I'll let you have it. It's a tiny bit of a stretch, but I dig it. I like um, it. I, I like do appreciate it. that. I, I, I'm all for you winning. Um, here you go. Give me, give me. You, you ready for this drum roll, please? <gasps> Let's go. Go. Ooh. Ooh. It's still triumph, a triumph with the trouble. That's a four. Do you want to raise it with your? I get squished again. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> and and, and Dilly. Yeah, yeah, I stayed out of the way. I don't know what it's you're doing. So bad, but it's fine. Yeah. The uh, that uh, ability to bump up because you use your specialty. How how is that work? Mm-hmm. Is that like once per Think game? Think about it as or? like once before you get a chance to narratively have a beat that lets you, you know, refuel. Well, I think. I think I would like to go ahead and use that. Let's, yeah. let's, let's kick it up. All right, all right, all right. You're going to do it full on. All right. So you're kicking oh, it up yes. to a full success. All right. You're, you triumph. So let's 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 get this right. How do you get up there or you send the beast? I believe I send, I send Jinx. Like, yeah, they, Jinx is much okay. faster than I am. And is, is Dally giving you a ride up too? Is that cool, Scriv? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We've worked together I mean, before. Yeah. Okay. So you all hop on the back of the crocodilo and it goes, it, it, it doesn't roll up to its credit. But, you know, crocodiles can run hecka fast, even without rolling into a ball and doing an armadillo-style thing. So he goes sidewinding into the enclosure, a huge stream of dust. And uh, tell me how this, this what do you shout? And then, Scriv, I want you to get the claws in there. I, I believe that uh, Drip will shout out, 
pull, pull up the plates. Pull up the plates. Okay. Jinx, would you <laughs> would you kindly put a blindfold on that? So the swarm comes out of your your hat, uh, like a yes. like a like a weird mist of bullets. Like they they hum and they go straight for this thing's face. And the thing is, they don't they don't they knit on it. They're literally knitting on its face. They're like dodging and and it's that's very s- slows down, uncurls, and then as it sort of staggers a little, it's it sort of shakes its head and looks utterly bewildered, almost like it's seeking for the smell of either its nest or that other male. It's clearly bewildered. At this point, Grimbrim has landed, and she's she's uh, slowly giving it a rub down. She looks over at uh, at you, Drip, as you're you're sort of waddling up, and she's she says, "All right, that was." I was impressive. I'll give it to you. Is this, uh, reckon his pheromones then? She kind of gives a sniff. Could be. Could, could <laughs> be. She goes, well, it definitely does suggest that it is more pheromonal than tremor sense. I mean, I did say in my last paper, did I not, that it was primarily pheromones and not tremor sense because how on earth are you going to sense a tremor when you're all rolled up in a ball? Much easier to sense a pheromone. Am I right? Oh, yes. That, that was brilliantly written. <laughs> she says, well, thank you. I did ask Denizen to share it with all of you. This is, as you guys are all kind of clustering up, Mr. Four, uh, are you going to be like hanging with Grandpa for a while, calming him down, getting him back to his nest? Yeah, making sure Grandpa's good and, you know, uh, when he's all relaxed and back there, I'm going to calmly tap him on the head and just sort of walk back. And then Mr. Eight sees me and, like, grabs me again and just sort of, like, flies me back without Beautiful. a word. Beautiful. Um, right now, Grimbrim is has, like, unfolded a little map of the desert enclosure and is currently trying to figure out distance-wise how to get to get an area that's that 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 will be enough for the young punk to have his rock nest and they won't conflict. She's sort of muttering to herself about like, well, if we could use the pheromones and sort of trying to figure out a way to create a pheromonal barrier so they can't smell each other, even though the physical distance isn't big enough. So there's a lot of that going on. And as you are all sort of like, you know, dusting yourselves off and like congratulating each other, <laughs> you, uh, you hear from the distance a slow clap. Hooray. Just absolutely brilliant. That's just, ah, oh, I oh, just, you know, you hear stories, but you never expect it to be quite this impressive. There is a very fancily dressed, um, sort of bizarrely fancily dressed, like three pieces, long tails. There's velvet involved. Um, there's a hat. The hat is, uh, is very tall. Um, and a cane um, with a pair of gloves on. And they're standing at the edge of the desert enclosure. And you can see Denizen next to them. Denizen waves. She's very small. Ears all the way down to the ground. Nose almost all the way down to the ground. But she puts up one long-fingered hand and gives a little wave. And she sort of gestures you over. And that is where we're going to leave it. You're going to have to find out who just saw your performance and what they think of it and why they're here. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. And why they're wearing so much velvet. But in I, the I do appreciate a good hat, <laughs> uh, like a nice tall hat. I'm, hats, a, I'm there man. for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was an action packed first session as well. That was a yes. lot of fun. And I, I'm a fan of starting off with some kind of like high pressure, high action moments, because I feel like that's when we can really 
feel out our characters. And what they're going to do and things get, yep. get yep. grimy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it helps us discover who they you, are. Yes. You play to find out. That's what's so much fun about these games, right? Like, you don't yeah. know. And then if somebody asks you a good question and describes a good scene, you're like, actually, I have a thing. I'm going to do it. Let's go. <laughs> I loved, I wanted to give multiple shout outs. I loved what everyone did. I loved, Scrib, I loved <laughs> you starting with like the fact that you could roll up too. I literally had not planned that. The rhino peed was in my head and I did not <laughs> think it. And then the minute you were like, oh, yeah. we're going to have a ball brawl. I was like, all right, like <laughs> smash. It was really cool. I, I loved the uh, grandpa, grandpa conversation. That was, that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. As yep. one old man to another. That was awesome. <laughs> and the pheromone aromatherapy silk. Yeah, that, that was For really For the closing that moment, was I was like, oh, wow. How are you going to get the two to stand down? And like grandpa, you had the perfect way to stand him down. I was like, okay. It's just a young punk. You need to calm down. You need to be a good role model. Like, it was great. It was like, behave yourself. <laughs> and like, I was like, well, that's fine. But how are you going to stop the young punk who's all full of like, you know, I got to make my make a name for my, I got to make my nest. Like, and it was perfect to be like, yeah, I'm just going to cut his pheromones. And it also led to something <laughs> I wasn't expecting because I was like, boy, I might have written myself into a corner here. How are we going to keep these two in the enclosure if they're both like rescues and their population isn't big enough to reintroduce to the wild? Like, what are we going to do with the two males? And it's like, oh, scented well, candles, pheromonal <laughs> fences within the desert enclosure. It's like, wow, that's clever. So super dope, y'all. Thank you so much. Um, that all was right. So much fun. On that note, I think it's time to say bye. Bye. Uh, bye.